I am super excited for the Foolproof series. Uh, I am being encouraged, and, and I know that God has some good things that he wants to do in us during this series. Uh, you can't go wrong studying Proverbs. You will become wiser. That's the promise of Proverbs. You'll become wiser. Now, Proverbs divides humanity into three camps. There are three types of people and only three types of people. The wise, the foolish, and the simple. And you don't want to be a fool. Mr. T told us that, but even long before Mr. T. (laughs) Proverbs. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. You don't want to be a fool because fool leads you to disgrace. Wisdom leads you to honor. Uh, We don't want to be fools. Now, uh, Proverbs is written, certainly it's written to the wise so that they can become wiser. And yes, it's written to the fool so that they can uh, be corrected, stop being fools. But it's predominantly written for the simple. Who are the simple? Another word for simple are the young. The simple are the people who have not yet made a choice about who they're going to be. They haven't made enough decisions to sort of define them yet as either wise or foolish. But you got to make a choice. Uh, I will say this. If you want to be wise, you have to make a choice. You can just drift into foolishness. But if you want to avoid the fate of the fool, you have to make a choice to be wise. There are two voices out there. There is the voice of wisdom calling, come, be with me. And then there is the voice of folly saying, come, be with me. And so in Proverbs chapter 9, we, uh, wisdom and folly are personified. So let me read you wisdom first. Chapter 9, verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. So prepared uh, a feast. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. And here's their cry. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. So here's wisdom uh, crying out, come. come. Come be with me. Live. But there's also folly, wisdom folly. I'm sorry, woman folly. Verse 13, the woman folly is loud. She is seductive. She looks good and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town. She's very public. She's loud. She looks great. Calling to those who pass by who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. Same call, right? And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. I offer you pleasure. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Everyone has to make a choice. Who are you going to listen to? Are you going to go hang out with wisdom or are you going to go hang out with 
folly. And the Bible tells us that uh, broad is the path that leads to destruction and many are on it. And uh, small is the path that leads to life and only a few find it. Proverbs is written so that we might become wise. So that we don't uh, go, go the way of the fool. Thus the series title, Foolproof. God through the book of Proverbs, wants to foolproof our lives so that we don't uh, go to the land of death and dishonor, but rather find life. Are you willing to foolproof your life? Do you want to foolproof your life? Uh, now, for the, for the young, for those of you who the Bible would characterize as simple, uh, here's the... If you don't make a choice, the problem is you just suffer the fate of, uh, the, fate of the fool. You will, you'll just drift into foolishness. So it's uh, what the Bible says, you've got to make a choice to be a wise person. And if you do, uh, it's going to bless your life tremendously. So let's take a moment to talk about what is wisdom. Wisdom is living in harmony with reality. Wisdom is living in harmony with reality. Uh, there are laws of the universe that God the creator has sort of put there, more than just the laws of science. We all recognize those, right? You can't defy the laws of, of science, like gravity, for example. They're just immutable laws. Well, there are moral laws to the universe, too. Uh, the, there are reasons marriages break down, reasons people get... Uh, addicted to things there is a there are there's a moral law and so wisdom is learning to live in harmony with reality and and so how do we know reality well a lot of it can be uncovered through good observation and uh, people throughout learning from people who have lived before but some of it is just God chooses to tell us and so are we going to listen to God and learn from uh, from the scriptures all right, so let's, let's delve now into the text. So if you have your Bible, please turn to Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. David did not, I'm sorry, Solomon did not write all of the Proverbs. Later in the book, we're told these are some Proverbs from Agur and some other wise people. But uh, Solomon started it all. If you remember, Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived because he's the only man who was ever given that, the one wish. And he didn't even ask for a whole bunch more wishes, which, of course, I would have done, right? We have, we've all played that game. If the genie ever asks you for a wish, you say, I want a whole lot more. But all Solomon said is, I want wisdom. God, give me wisdom so that I may rule your people well. And God was pleased with that and said, Solomon, because you didn't ask for long life, because you didn't ask for power and wealth, I'm going to give that to you anyways. But Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. And Solomon realized, hey, to bless, uh, one of the expressions of his wisdom is he said, to bless uh, the nation, I need to pass wisdom on to uh, the rulers of the land, to all of these administrators of my kingdom. And so uh, he began to compile uh, Proverbs, which is essentially the, the training manual of uh, the young uh, future leaders of Israel, of God's people. And wisdom, 
for the, the people of God was a lot more than just uh, know-how, although that was part of it, but it was all about um, learning to live in right relationship with God and re- right relationship with others. And so Proverbs says, hey, if you will study me, study this book, and take uh, heed its teachings, you will become wise, and your life will become foolproof. All right, verse 2, here is the purpose. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. So here are the benefits. The benefits of studying Proverbs. Here's what you're going to get out of this series. It's going to go for three months. By the way, let me just pause and say, I want you to get the most out of this series possible. And so here are three things you can do to get the most out of the series. Number one, come to church. Uh, And if you miss church then at least go listen to the sermon online. Number two, read Proverbs during this series. And Proverbs is conveniently 31 chapters, and so you can just read a chapter a day. And if you do that, you'll have read through Proverbs three times during the series, and you will become wiser uh, by the end. And, and if you happen to miss a day or two, just think to yourself, what day of the month is it? Oh, it's the 16th, okay? And go read Proverbs 16. And the third, oh yeah, the third is uh, get in a journey group. Sorry, I left you hanging there. I cannot stress enough the importance of doing life together. God wants us to know and be known, and a primary venue we do that around here is journey groups. We've got 15 adult groups, a group for junior high and senior high, lots of great leaders, lots of great uh, time options. And so go to that big journey group sign, grab a directory, uh, which was updated today, find a group that fits your schedule, and that'll help you get the most uh, out of this series. All right, so let's, let's walk through uh, some of the blessings of studying Proverbs. Verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction. Wisdom here, this is the uh, broadest term describing uh, the, the wise life, the, the life that uh, leads to life and honor and not um, to destruction. To know wisdom and instruction. Instruction here means corrective discipline. It, what it means is that you... You um, lay your life before God and you say, straighten the places that are crooked. Uh, Heal the places that are broken. And so you you end up with a much much straighter life, a a life that is, uh, as a result, healthier. But but it means that you've been willing to be corrected, to be... uh, instructed in the in basically God saying that's not right in your life change that okay to know wisdom and instruction secondly to understand words of insight it simply means this Uh, you'll get to a point where you actually see why the sayings of the wise are wise they'll start to make sense to you you don't just hear them but you actually start going "Ah, I see that I understand why that what, when it says to avoid the prostitute, I can see I see the wisdom in that, right? You know, and uh, don't go in debt. I I can understand why that's wise. Number three, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. 
to receive instruction, it actually it means to accept, to um, to take in to the point that you you begin to believe it and like it and want it. What does it mean? It means that you. It, if you, if you apply yourself to Proverbs, you'll get to a point where you actually prefer the life of wisdom over the life of folly. It means that uh, you won't need somebody to uh, threaten you with punishment to do what's right. You start to do it out of your own heart because you're like, I, I see why uh, wise living is in fact good for me. And you don't have to you know, th- uh, threaten punishment for me to do it. I'm going to just do it. Boy, society benefits, right? When, when it's filled with a wise people. Number four, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Prudence doesn't mean you're going to be a prude. <laughs> Actually, prudence means shrewdness. And discretion means craftiness. Here's what it means. Apply yourself to Proverbs and you'll get to a place where it's hard to fool you. Right? When you're, when you're simple, another word in Proverbs, sometimes, sometimes it uses the word gullible, uh, you are uh, folly. The woman folly can, you know, oh, she's, she's, she looks attractive. She's offering me pleasantness and sweetness. Oh. Right? And you, you're fooled. But what Proverbs is saying is, um, I'm gonna, we're going to give prudence to the simple, which means you'll look at, you'll you'll hear wisdom folly calling to you, and you see, you see the emptiness, you see the fact. Whoa, yeah, I'm not going there because I know uh, where that leads. So you become hard to fool. Wow, isn't that awesome? That's foolproofing your life. You're starting to foolproof your life. One of the keys to wisdom, uh, here's another aspect of this. One of the keys to wisdom is to to see the nexus between cause and consequence, or cause and effect. Uh, Then the nexus is where the two join together. So you begin the uh, God as you as you receive the wisdom uh, of Proverbs. You move to a place where you start to understand. I understand why marriages break down, right? I understand why people get fired. I understand uh, why people get hooked on things. And, and you understand this, the, the, next, the connection between cause and effect, which it's amazing, isn't it? When, when the Lord gives you wisdom, you're, you're sort of surprised that other people just seem clueless. How did I get here? And how do I get out of, here, out of this? Well, God gives you, um, gives you that. So that, that's available. Verse 5, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. It's just simply saying, yeah, you, the wise, you study Proverbs, you'll get even wiser. Uh, wisdom is not necessarily something you possess or don't possess. You can uh, possess it in varying degrees, right? And so we all need uh, increased wisdom. And then verse 6, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. Here's what that's saying. You can join the company of the wise. Uh, you, can, you can become a, a, a wise man or a wise woman to where you understand uh, the, what the wise 
say and teach and believe. In fact, you actually have something to offer. You become part of the company of the wise. So, isn't that amazing? All this is available to us. God wants to foolproof our lives. So, uh, I hope this inspires you to, you know, fully participate in this series. We get out of things what we put into them. When I was uh, a missionary in Russia, I'm going to set up the next point. I was a missionary in Russia. I was 24 years old, and I had the opportunity to speak to a, um, an English class on Sakhalin Island. And these were very, uh, I was amazed at how well they spoke English. So 11th and 12th grade students. I was introduced uh, uh, as a missionary, and instantly the class erupted, and I was heckled. Uh, in fact, I remember this one girl, she just yelled out, we don't believe in God. And I thought, don't let them see you sweat. I'm about to go down. So uh, I just maintained my uh, confident posture. Ins- inside I was sweating. And, but I had just uh, taken a course uh, my last semester in college on Fyodor Dostoevsky, and I had read everything he had re- written, and I had written a paper, the themes of confession, forgiveness, uh, confession, repentance, confession, and forgiveness in Dostoevsky, and so I began to, I just started talking about Dostoevsky and these themes. Well, every Russian kid has read Crime and Punishment. I mean, he's, he's one of the most famous uh, authors in Russia, and, and, they, and so instantly, I started getting some credibility, and then I refer to books they'd never read. I'm talking Brothers Karamazov and The Idiot and some other more obscure writings. And, and uh, it just got went quiet. The bell rang. Nobody moved. And the teacher just said, so I could do two hours. I just lectured for two hours. The bell rang the second hour, and then I had to leave because I had to go get a, uh, catch an airplane. And so I'm sorry, I got to go. I'm on my way. I'm out the door, and th- that girl who had said, we don't believe in God, she came up to me, and she said, you are wise. I want to be wise like you. And I said, do you believe in God? This time she said hesitantly, no. I said, then you'll never be wise because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then I walked off. I had to. <laughs> I felt kind of awkward about that. And I'm like, bye-bye now. Uh, I had to get to the airport. And I've often wondered, did, you know, I have to believe that that was a divine encounter. And, and uh, I wonder if the Lord used that to prompt uh, um, some more questioning. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You cannot, you will not take even a step down the path of, of wisdom if you do not fear the Lord. It's the beginning. It's the key that unlocks the treasures of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Well, some uh, shorthand version, some people say it's um, reverent obedience. I think that's good. Let me share a statement from Ray Ortland Jr. I studied under Ray Ortland Jr. Sabrina and I both did. In fact, he's the first guy that ever told me, do you realize that girl likes you? I'm like, really? Yeah. So he's somewhat uh, responsible. Here's what he says. The fear of the Lord is when we realize I am not the measure of all things. I'm being measured. We we tend to have uh, the human heart says 
I decide what's right and wrong. I decide what's good and bad. I decide what's wise and foolish, what's profitable and, or not. And we make ourselves the measure of all things. And the fear of the Lord begins when you realize, wait a second, I'm not the measure. God's the measure, and in fact, I'm being measured. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to give an account to God for how uh, I live my life and whether I lived it in conformity with his, with his standard. That's the, that's the fear of the Lord. Here's, here's what C.S. Lewis says. In God, we come up against something which is in every respect immeasurably superior to ourselves. Unless we know God is that, and therefore know ourselves as nothing in comparison, we do not know God at all. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you are looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. So here's what Proverbs says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Unless you are willing to humble yourself before God, you will make no progress toward wisdom. And so it might be that for you, that's, that's the choice you have to make today. Am I willing to humble myself before the Lord. Look at the last line. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. What is it that imprisons the fool in their foolishness? It's their unwillingness to be corrected. It's their hardened heart. It's their pride. They despise wisdom and instruction. And what's instruction? Remember here, it's corrective discipline. They don't want to lay their life before God and like the psalmist say, search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way with me and lead me in the way everlasting. They're not willing to say, God, straighten out the crooked areas of my life. I'm willing to repent of my sin. Show it to me. I will change by the power of your spirit. They despise that kind of life. And that hardened heart, that kind of pride will uh, imprison you in your foolishness. And so this series isn't going to do you any good uh, unless you're willing to uh, humble yourself. And that's where it all begins.